Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning, maybe a snow day wherever you are here in the great state of Mississippi or across the south. We're glad that you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from, especially when you know your, your host here puts it on the right podcast feed and doesn't have to not go out in the morning and get people texting him and tweeting him like where is the podcast you know that's a mistake that some people make sometimes that happened recently that happened uh i guess it was friday uh, i put it on the sports talk mississippi twitter feed and our podcast feed instead that's well why people are like where's the podcast it's like well if you subscribe to the sports talk mississippi podcast it would have been right there for you it's true you're just trying to trick I was, folks i was trying to draw some listeners some ears to sports talk mississippi <laughs> i didn't notice that because uh if you didn't know brian i listened to the podcast live as a trick that's player. right yeah, yeah yeah. don't have to go back in time no. you know so i get asked that before. I, I'm like, do you listen to the podcast like yeah when i do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i might occasionally if somebody says what did you say here or they ask me a question i'll go back and listen yeah. But as I, far used, as, I used to go to it and go to the end whenever yeah. we did the wrestling themes at the end just to see which one you picked for that right, right, other right. day. But now we don't even do that. Yeah. So yeah, My ego is not so big that I need to hear my voice for 45 minutes or whatever. It yeah, is my, my voice, and some of you out there may agree, is very annoying to me. I don't know. Just to hear it yeah. to myself, right. I can't. No, I hear you. Well, we want to thank you guys, like we said, at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. Boy, it's going to be the it's going to be a hot chocolate kind of a day these next 24 hours, I believe. You need to get over to Strange Brew if you're here in Starkville and get yourself a piping hot beverage because it's going to be cold outside. I feel like it should be uh, somebody should be playing... Um, uh, I got you, babe, while I say that. You know, a little Groundhog Day. It's always cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Groundhog Day again. Uh, it's oh, It can be Groundhog Day for you at Strange Brew Coffee House. It sort of is. You always go in. You always get a great beverage. You always get great service with a smile. It kind of is like Groundhog Day every time you're at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner. It's The new year is upon us. Time to get some new, new year, new gear. That's what. There we go. I just did it. That was great. I just came up with that right now. I mean, we're not the best in the biz at this radio podcasting gig for nothing. I just is about my ego. I, you know me. I try to be humble. I never believe them. As it, people are like, oh, your show's so great. I don't ever believe them. But I can come up with some slogans. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I should work in advertising. Happy Moo Year was all me, though. Happy Moo Year, and that was really good. It's better than anything I think I've come up with recently. But I mean, when you combine us, we're unstoppable. Coleman and Haydad Advertising Consultants. We sit at a desk. We charge people $350 an hour. Our tagline is Million Dollar Ideas. Joel, that's it. We're, we're shutting down the pod. We are, we are going forward with this new venture. Series finale of Thunder and Lightning today. That's it. Seriously. $350 an hour. And then like a, a week later, we come like, here's our bill for $25,000. <laughs> 
here's your slogan. And in reality, I thought of it on the way out to the parking lot. Like, we're going with this. Came up with new year, new gear. Brilliant. I mean, I've seen some before. I mean, just think, Nike. Just do it. Yeah. Somebody got paid a lot to come up with it. To come up with just do it. Yeah. There there are bad slogans out there. Yeah. Bad advertising. Let's get on the sponsorships, and then I want to know what your least favorite commercial is, so think about it. Okay. Go a little off the rails to start the day. I know mine are off the top of my head. New year, new gear at College Corner. Head over to one of their two locations. Uh, They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, where they're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. New shirts, new hats, new something. New year, new gear. That's what we're talking about right now with College Corner. Advantage Business Systems knows right now is the time to start upgrading the technology around your business. It's the new year. It's 2021. Why are you still using 2001's technology? You need to get that upgraded immediately. That way the profits this year can be bigger than ever before. Call Advantage Business Systems and put them to work for you. They've got nearly five decades of experience helping businesses just like yours. That number is 844-833-6245. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We've got a lot of sports to talk about. We've got basketball, both men and women. We've got some football recruiting. But first, Joel, what's your least favorite commercial? One that I don't like, mm-hmm. that I think would be my least favorite if it wasn't associated with what it's associated with. Okay, the Braves. Okay, when I hear this advertise, I associate it with the Braves, so I don't hate it as much. But it's Cook's Pest Control, <laughs> and it's looky, looky, looky. Here comes Cookie Cook's Pest Control. Okay, kind of it, and it's kind of like, watch the Braves. So I don't have this problem. It's more on the radio. I think they they do it on the TV broadcast song. Uh-huh. But uh, if it wasn't associated with the Braves. Uh-huh. I think it would just pierce my ears. But because okay. it is, it doesn't... It makes you happy because you're like, I'm yeah, like, the Braves. Yeah, the Braves are on. So. so I have two that really bother me. But I, I want to guess my, one. Go ahead. I'll give you the I know one that you used to not like. What's that? The Mercedes-Benz. Oh, no. That, I, that's that's gone out of my memory okay. at this point. And you so, used to always complain Oh, about. I, could, I couldn't stand it. It was <laughs> one, one of the worst <sighs> jobs by Mississippi State marketing ever. That somebody heard that commercial and was like, yes, blast it over the Jumbotron. I will never forgive them. Number number two, my silver medal is the I think it's Jordan Rogers too, who does the shells and cheese. And like they come home from the game and like, what's the matter, babe? Oh, you need our post game tradition of shells and cheese. What? <laughs> like, that's your post game tradition. You didn't eat at the game, you didn't tailgate. You come home from the game and you're like, I need some shells and cheese. Yeah, held out for shells and held cheese. Held out for shells and cheese. I, I like shells and cheese. I, I do too. But that's not even close to number one. Number one is the Charmin commercial with the bears. <laughs> and like the bear, like the mama bear goes, and like, whose underwear is this on the floor? And the baby bear walks in and it's like, it's my underwear. And they talk about how the underwear is clean because they're using Charmin. But they're all walking around with no underwear on. <laughs> so why does the why is there underwear on the floor when mama, daddy, and baby bear are walking around naked right now? drives me insane like this is the most poorly thought out commercial ever maybe he's doing a dance about his clean underwear like you're not wearing pants now this goes down a road we probably don't need to go down but sure i'll never understand why are we about to talk about like going commando here what's going well on? no like no paper toilet paper yeah completely could get the job done like i fe- i'm a firm believer that everyone needs some type of wipe you're a flushable wipes kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if that, yeah. and by that, you know what I mean, yeah. gets on your arm, 
You're not wiping that off with no. a piece of paper. No. You're going to wash the crap out of your arm. Literally. Yes. Literally. All right. And so I just, I, I'm a firm believer in uh, disposable wipes and yeah. making sure there is ultimate cleanness. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I just. Oh, what a way to start this show. This is how we're starting the new year with, with this kind of stuff. This is fantastic. All right. Let's get into sports. Be Let's, clean. 2021. Yeah. Two wins for MSU basketball, but two very close games and, and different kind of games. Let's talk about them, but let's start with the women because that's the game we actually saw. A year ago, Mississippi State beat Ole Miss in uh, Starkville 80-39. to I mean, they just literally pulverized them. Yeah. 60-56 to today, Ole Miss missed six shots that they had a chance to tie in the closing minutes. That is a let's start with the Rebels. They are much, much improved. The recruiting class uh, and some key transfers have got them playing a lot better, but that's not what you guys want to hear about. How much of the gap closing today was just Ole Miss being better? And how much was it that state is just not as good as we thought they were going to be preseason? Or is that the case and today was just an off day? I don't know. I think there's something to be said in any direction you want to make the case for. Ole Miss is better. I'm not 100% sure State is quite the team we thought they would be going into the year. That's not to say they, they could not you know get there, but I, there's a few more bumps in the road, I think, than we thought there'd be. But let's not forget here, too, that Mississippi State led this game in the second half by 14 points. Yeah. And here's just uh, my, my feeling here. Because in the postgame, Nikki McRae was talking about how she felt like her team was tired down the stretch because they had just played um gosh when was it they played florida thursday yeah um tough game at florida couple days of practice in a row um she was talking about how that her team just kind of i mean shots were coming up short and to her that that seemed like fatigue was setting in i think it was a combination of state got up by 14 Ole miss is better and State kind of let their foot off the gas a little bit, thinking, oh, we're up by 14 and we usually kill this team. We're good, kind of. I really do believe there was some of that to what, what you saw. Now, um, th- that being said, though, that's a coaching issue. Well, and she she said, I don't want to have to coach effort or, and energy, and, and, I, and I think she felt like in the second half she was kind of trying to have to do that, coach mm-hmm. energy and, and effort a little bit. And you're right, I mean – when it comes to coaching effort, that is a little bit. And one of the things she harped on in her postgame press conference more than anything else was she has to reevaluate or relook at her practices and is she doing too much and wearing her girls down too much. So, so I mean, she admitted that, that the energy so effort thing may have been a so coaching deal. What she was saying is she thinks they were just tired today. It's not a conditioning issue. That that was what I gathered. Okay. Yes. Because that's, you know, a lot of people are complaining about that. And I, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. But that said, this is what SEC basketball is. It's playing on Thursdays and Sundays. And Sundays, yes. In the and, and that's what that's what it is. Yes, and you're this you week, got two months got left. Two, you got two games doing this this week, and they're tougher games. Now, Florida and Ole Miss are two of the, the lower teams in the conference. Alabama beat Mississippi State here a season yeah. ago. Texas A and M is ranked in the top ten. Yeah, and so, it bears mentioning that before it got to that point at the end, Ole Miss was going blow for blow in the first half when you shouldn't have been tired yet. Right. So that bears mentioning too. I mean, they were tied at the end of one. State was up four. At half. At half, and then State sort of extended the lead. They had a 14-point lead in the third quarter. They had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then then Ole Miss started making shots, and and State was just not 
Rakia Jackson, maybe her one of her worst games as a Bulldog, uh, just couldn't get anything going. Didn't score until halfway through the third quarter. Aliyah Mathuru saved their high, keeping yeah. a minute in the first half. Yeah, and then Jessica Carter, Jessica Carter was strong late. She ended up with 19 points and 9 rebounds. Yeah, 11, 11 of those 19 in the second half. Yeah, so... All of I will all say of this. Jackson's was in the second half. All nine. Yeah. You may have said that a yeah. minute ago. No, but you're right. I said she didn't score until the third quarter. Uh, I'll say this. A lot of people are jumping off the board on, on Nikki McCray-Penson. I think it's way too early for that. But that said, if she had lost this game today, there'd be a long line of people that would be really, really angry. You know, you've won 14 straight over these guys now. I, without looking, this is the closest game I can remember in the past four or five seasons. I don't yeah. remember the last time State beat them by single digits. I th- one of the first games in this uh, 14 in a row stretch, I think, was like a two point win. I remember Morgan William hit a buzzer beater in Oxford. Um, so that would have been. That at, may have been the first one. That may have started well, that, this 14 that stretch. Been, I mean, that was like her freshman year. So that would have been 2000 and what? Like the 13? Well, this, this, like this streak started in, in 14. It's been se- basically so seven was, straight years. Okay, then there you go. That's, that's what that is was Morgan Williams' buzzer beater in Oxford. So, I mean, it's been a while, though. I mean, like I said, yeah. last year you won by 41 here in Starkville. Without, I don't remember the, the score of the Oxford game. I, I don't I have it right in front of me. But I know it was, it was in the 20s. State State blew them out. Matharu had another huge game that day as well. I want to see how this week goes for Mississippi State. I expect them to lose a game this week. There's two tough teams coming up. Um, and if they continue to play the way they're playing the past couple games, they didn't really play well against Florida. You know, Carter and the way she played sort of bailed them out. Um, so we'll see. I want to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. They so. for sure don't seem like a uh, just the unmovable force no. or whatever. Right? No, not, they're not what we thought we, they were at the beginning of the season. I'll say that for sure. But that said, but that said, they're talented enough to win against anybody. And, and and you know, you look at last year. You lost to West Virginia, who was unranked. Lost to Alabama, like I mentioned. Uh, lost to uh, you know, it's lost two games to South Carolina, which is, is not bad losses. They lost to Kentucky, same Kentucky team they just lost to at home by six. You lost by sixteen on the road a season ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. So was it? That was two years ago. They lost to Missouri at home. Two they? years ago, yeah. yeah, they beat Missouri last year. Yeah. Uh, Today, I forgot, I forgot, Richard was supposed to call a women's basketball game with Sophie Cunningham. I was like, oh, man, State fans <laughs> hate her. Uh, but, yeah. So, last year's team had these these up-and-down moments as well. They're still eight. I mean, at the end of the day, they're 8-2. Um, you know, and they're, they're going to win a lot more than they lose this year. Yeah. It's just a question of, you know, how good can they be when we get to March? So, we'll see. We'll see. But I will say this, you know. Shout out to Coach Yo. Well, not a shout out, but credit to Coach Yo, because that team last year was not a women's. They weren't even an NCAA tournament, uh, not tournament, NCAA team. They were. Like, it was like watching a Division three team play. Yeah. They couldn't beat anybody. State State that game in Starkville last year. I remember it. They could have won a hundred twenty to thirty nine. Yeah, I mean it was a little bit. I mean to make an Egg Bowl comparison, Houston Nuts last one when State yeah. could have named the score. They could have just named the score. And you know that team has completely turned things around. You know they won their first conference game. Last week, which was their first win, and you know, over you know, they didn't win a game last year, so we'll see where it takes them. But uh, for state, they, they they they've got to do some work. I think one of the biggest problems people have right now is just that when they talk about intensity, they talk about this team's not intense. I don't think it's that the team's not intense. I think it's that Vic Schaefer's not on the sidelines throwing his jacket off and and stomping his feet and everything. Nicky McCray's just a more laid back kind of coach. 
It's not, to, and that's not to say that you know she's not in the huddle saying if you you know if you just don't, I swear to God, you know I, we don't know what she's saying down there. Yeah, she can be getting her message across without you know jumping up and down. So I, I think that's what people are saying that when they say intensity, it's just they they miss Vic, you know, and they you knew what you had with Vic Schaefer, but that's not to say that this team wouldn't have the exact same record that they have right now if yeah. Vic Schaefer was still the head coach. Yeah, they could very easily be eight and two. Yeah, I I think fans got used to Vic's way of, you know, Vic would beat somebody by 50 and go into post-game presser and talk about how crappy his team played. Yes. I think fans like to see that. It's a Saban-like quality. You know, right. Saban's up by 28. And, I mean, I think fans like to see that in their coaches. And not all coaches are that way. It doesn't make them bad coaches. It just makes them different people. Right. And uh, I think Nikki is... Well, I will say tonight after the Ole Miss game, it seemed as visibly frustrated a little bit as I've seen her mm-hmm. yet after a game. Mm-hmm. She is not in any stretch of the imagination the uh, the visibly right frustrated person right. that Vic Schaefer could right. be. No, no question. And uh, it's just different. It's different coaching style. No question about it. All right, let's switch over to the men. Uh, a close game, eighty four, eighty one is the final score. This was a game that was decided by one thing, perimeter shooting. That kept Vanderbilt in the game. Yes. You look at state stats. Dominated. Completely dominated the basketball game. But Vanderbilt hit, I think, 17 threes. I think it was... I about said 15 of 30-something. It was It was a large... I don't, I'm sorry. I think I, they shot 47%. I guess I could get the stat sheet up there in front of me if I really wanted to. But that was all it was. you know. And, and state... And give Vanderbilt credit in that... They made those shots. They had their game plan was obviously to attack State out there on the perimeter, uh, to uh, get after Mississippi State uh, with the three pointer because they they knew that that that's that knew that was their best way to win. They knew that that was their uh, probably their only chance to win was to win that game that way. I, I don't think that Mississippi State was going to lose to them uh, in a, in a you know back and forth kind of dog fight. Yeah. Game, you know, go, you know, where both teams would have worked down low. Um, Iverson Molinar, just so solid again. Twenty-four points for him. Eighteen and seven for Tolu Smith. DJ Stewart with sixteen. Jalen Johnson with ten. Back to Iverson, he he tied for the team lead rebounding too. Yeah, had eight rebounds. What do we say on on uh on Friday? If all four of those guys are in double figures, State probably wins the game. All four of those guys are in double figures. Three three pointers for Jalen Johnson. Abdullah do eight points. Eight. Eight rebounds, a block shot, broke up a four-on-one break. Yeah, very impressive uh, day for him. Davon Smith was solid. Quentin Post actually gave you some minutes and gave you some points as well. This was a really good game for Mississippi State. They shoot sixty-one percent from the field, fifty-seven percent from uh, three. Now free throws popped up again, eighteen of twenty-eight, and that's another reason the game. Was was close. State should have had. I mean, I never say a team's going to go perfect. Nobody's going twenty eight for twenty eight, but you should probably have six or seven more points there. Yeah. But that said, yeah. And a guy you didn't mention. Yeah. Had the biggest play of the game. Cam Let's Ma- talk about Cam Matthews. And I and I mentioned they were fifteen to thirty three. By the way, Joel, good call. Um, we talked about Brandon Vincent. I think on the last show we said you know State's been sort of looking for that guy. Does all the dirty work. State makes a substitution there in the closing seconds to bring Cam Matthews on, and he immediately gets a steal where a steal should not have occurred. Not a bad pass, not where they trap somebody. He just puts his hands in there and without fouling gets the ball. That's a skill. 
Yeah. That's not getting lucky. All right. That's not they just threw me the ball. Cam Matthews has a role on this team, and that role is he can stop people. Instant defense. It's what we said the other day. Instant defense. It, it, it's it's kind of an unusual role because you don't have a lot of instant defense guys. Very on kilter. But <laughs> but but it, it that's what he's doing. It's a it's a perfect to me example of what I think I've said numerous times since we've been talking about this team. It's just that. It is a complete, to me, team. The pieces fit together and work together, and you don't have a... You don't have a hot dog in the bunch. No, you really don't. You know, and and that's not to to knock on any of the previous teams in in previous years, but let's just be honest. There's been times where it has appeared where there were some... A guy or two here or there on on this team through the years that kind of seemed like... Well, hot dog was a way to say it a little bit, and, and seemed like maybe was a little bit more about the name on the back sometimes than <laughs> the name on the front kind of deal until yeah. it used the sports cliche. And I don't see that out of a single soul on this team. Like, if I told you name the closest player to a hot dog on this team, I don't know that you could find one to pick. They, they are all so kind of... A do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, like... There's no one like they all seem so humble and even they're keel, very grounded. Very grounded. Yeah, they work together. Like Jalen Johnson, who came into this year starting he everywhere. Had a little hot dog Saturday. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but but still With the string music. Uh, he he's a guy that came into this year as a starter his whole career, and then how was like, no, you're going to be on the bench here and started yeah. Cam Matthews for a while. Never saw any Palton. Never saw anything. Just. I don't know. I've been incredibly impressed with everybody on that roster from top to bottom and how well they seem to work together and and just do their part. It feels like each week they're playing better. Like they played really well against Kentucky. They just had one guy go off that and 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 I think somebody asked, "Oh yeah, it was Jerry Tipton." In the kind of asked Ben Hallman, like you just don't game you can't game plan for a guy who scored 4 points all year. You can't do that. We don't yeah. take in six shots. We don't take in six shots. You can't expect him to go seven for eleven from deep and get twenty five. You did, that, that, that's that's not that's not a coaching flaw there. They're three and one. They got two winnable. Games. Florida took a couple of beatings this weekend or this week. They they got beat down by Alabama. Kentucky handled them on uh on uh Saturday. This is sort of the time of year where Michael White teams start to collapse anyway. Um, and you've got Texas A and M, who's not great. Could very easily be two and zero this week, but I, I mean, I think you would take one and one, and then you have Ole Miss on Tuesday. If you win these games, and you're what is that uh, six and one? I mean, nobody had you six and one. Nobody was penciling that in. No, this. I, I'm going to say this right now. These past few weeks has been one of some of the best coaching Ben Howland's ever done at Mississippi State because he doesn't have two NBA guys. I mean, think about last year's team and how how much talent was on that team. All right, you had two guys who were picked in the NBA. You got Tyson Carter, who's a four-year player and the SEC Sixth Man of the Year. Weatherspoon was good for double digits every game, basically. And they're gone, and then you basically lose your, your whole bench. There was a point this year where you were thinking State has like five players. Allen goes out, recruits enough, gets some transfers in to rebuild the roster. And now, I mean, this team's playing well right now. And then... If you want to play look ahead, I mean, Molinar and DJ are playing really well, but I don't see them as guys that are going to make the jump to the NBA. I just, I don't. I could be wrong. If Molinar keeps playing like this, he might. But if everybody's back next year, this is going to be one of the favorites in the SEC. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree. I mean, so Howland's done a, a sneaky good job. And it's, you know, after the, the Clemson Liberty weekend, the first weekend of the season, everybody was like, oh, God. Yeah. They, they might win nine games. And now, I mean, since Molinar's back, they're eight and two. I mean, they're on a tournament path. Yes. They just got to keep winning these SEC games. And, I mean, the, and the SEC looks like it's a little down this year. I mean, Kentucky's undefeated in the conference, but they were one and six coming in. Um, South Carolina can't even play a game. They can't, they can't get off COVID. Uh, Florida, not great. The best team in the league might be Alabama. And that's because they play that unorthodox, and I mean, talk about giving up three-point shots. If they, if you let Alabama shoot 33 threes, they're going to make probably 18 or 19 of them you're going to lose. <laughs> sort, of, sort of the same thing you saw with Liberty. But nobody's unbeatable in this conference. Nope. So there's a lot of opportunities here for Mississippi State. They're playing really solid basketball right now. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's move on into our next topic. That has a little musical accompaniment. All right, this recruiting update is brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. You may have seen on the Twitter this weekend that I uh, I made something from Welcome Home Beef. Joel, the beef belly burnt ends. I saw. I got some left. I'm just saying, if you want to follow me to my house, you can have what's left. I got I got enough uh, for a serving. You're welcome to have them. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there to you. I need you to follow me to the house. I don't know. It might be iced outside. It could of your, be. Your truck don't know might what's be what gets us home. Uh, but that thing was incredible. Absolutely delicious. Oh, and I had that alligator sausage, too, from Welcome Home Beef. Guys, there's just nothing they can't do for you right now. So why don't you give them a call today? And you can be the one putting up these pictures on Twitter and making everybody jealous. I can't tell you the number of texts I got over the weekend asking me two things. How was it? And how much is that thing? <laughs> and I was like, guys, just call Welcome Home Beef at 662-268-8148 or visit them at welcomehomebeef.com and they will get you taken care of and you can be cooking whatever you want. Oh, oh, did I also mention that uh, while I was there last and I got the beef belly, I picked up a couple of ribeyes too, so that's going to be happening uh, in the very near future. It's just it's just that simple. You go to Welcome Home Beef, you walk out with the with the food that everybody wants to eat. This year, make it a Welcome Home Beef kind of year. I promise you one thing: when you do it, just tastes good. So I, I was I, I on Friday I was thinking like, how am I going to make this funny? Because I want to go into the Cruton song and then like have a car wreck sound. <laughs> But then State went and totally redeemed itself. Let's start on Friday, though. So MSU gets a commitment from San Jose State uh, transfer wide receiver Trey Walker. Yep. And, you know, one thing we learned this weekend was, you know, we've been talking about transfer portal for defensive ends and offensive linemen and, and defensive backs. Obviously, Mike Leach values a transfer wide receiver, one at one. Trey Walker, an incredibly productive receiver. Over uh, uh, 100 and some odd catches, I think 180 catches mm-hmm. at, at San Jose State, looked the part. And so, you know, hey, he's coming. About three hours later, he gets the word, no, you're not, because you are not a grad transfer, and the SEC doesn't accept transfers with only one year of eligibility. Reminds me of that, remember in Rudy, where he's like, Notre Dame won't accept senior transfers? Yeah. That's the that same thing. I gotta, I gotta be a little, you know, a little negative here. 
that's a drop ball by Mississippi State staff, compliance, whoever. Why, why are you even recruiting the kid? Why are you wasting time talking to him if he's not eligible to come here? So there was a disconnect somewhere. Somewhere, yes. And I feel bad for the kid who obviously wanted to come to Mississippi State, and now he can't. In, in, in their defense, if you want to say that, for mm-hmm. Mississippi State staff, I, I will say that it is a little bit confusing that he can't come when he has a year of eligibility left and you just played a year that doesn't count kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could see where maybe there's a little bit of disconnect there, but at the end of the day, the staff gets paid money to know these kinds of things. Absolutely. And for whatever reason, um, they didn't. Maybe that's not a rule. Uh, you know, a lot of the staff came to Washington State. Maybe that's not a rule in the Pac-12, and, you know, they didn't think to look kind of deal, and it is a rule in the SEC. <laughs> I don't know why. At the end of the day, those guys get paid a lot of money to know these recruiting rules, and for whatever reason, this time they, they didn't. And, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate for the kid who, like I said, apparently wanted to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we'll never, I don't know how to compare the two. Yeah, yeah. But State ended, State ended up making up for it, and I yeah. don't know that they're – I mean, they're on equal footing, I guess, as, right. as to what we originally <laughs> thought. Well, like they we were. said, you know, it wasn't a situation where we like this kid, let's take him. It was we need a transfer wide receiver, and so State goes out and gets one. Makai Polk, transfer from the University of California. Polk, uh, Polks have had success in Mississippi State athletics through the years. I'm trying to rank them. There's only two, though, right? It's just <laughs> Ron and Scott. Is there another Polk that I'm, I'm missing here? There's Ford that sends us questions on. Uh, Ford Polk, but uh, you know, the not, not an athlete to my knowledge. <laughs> there, there's not another one. So, yes, if I had to rank the all-time Polks at Mississippi State, we're going to go. We're actually Scott's third. We're going to go Ron Polk, uh, Polk's Pork Products, because they they do sponsor Mississippi State Athletics, and then Scott Polk. There you go. I like. I do love a Polk's smoked sausage at the ballpark. Um, well, now Mackay Polk will make try to make his name at Mississippi State. Uh, Six foot three, six foot four, depending on who you who you ask. Uh, receiver from Cal, obviously, you know Cal with COVID only played uh, four games last year, but he had uh, seventeen catches in those games yeah. um, for one hundred eighty three yards and a touchdown. The year before that, nineteen catches, two hundred ninety five yards and two touchdowns. So thirty six career catches for just a shade under five hundred yards uh, for Polk. Pretty solid looking player. Now. If you if you keep up on Twitter, you know that the NCA has decided to move back the decision on free one-time transfers. My guess is, in the COVID world that we live in, they'll probably just let everybody go who wants to go. Um, but there will not be any kind of official decision made on that. They're also pushing back the NIL. Yeah, they're, I don't know. They're, they're just delaying the inevitable on that. I mean, yep. especially now, if you've kept up, you know, I know a lot of you keep up with politics. A lot of you aren't on Twitter anymore because you don't keep up with politics at such a high level. Apparently, I mean, I, I dropped I've, a few I, hundred I, I, followers. I've lost at least a couple hundred at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Uh, but that said, the Democrats having control of both houses now guarantees a student athlete friendly NIL bill. That's going to happen. It's also our best shot to get NCAA football back. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not normally a blue state kind of guy, but I will be. I am whatever platform and party gets me NCAA football on my PlayStation again. <laughs> All right, that's that's the number one item on my agenda. Uh, so Polk will come in for Mississippi State. 
All of a sudden, State's receiver room is very intriguing, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, Jaden Wally, you know what you got there. I think you know what you got with Malik Keith. Good player. He needs, to, he needs to take a little bit of a step forward next year, but by the end of the season last year, it was good. Tulu Griffin, I don't know if you know what you've got, but you've got, you know you've got potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Javante Payton is going to be back. Austin Williams are going to be back. Solid guys. You know what you're getting there. Teddy Knox is coming in. You're getting speed out of him. And then you've got this guy. Did who, you say Mitchell? You may have said Mitchell. I don't know. Osiris Mitchell? Yeah. You he, think he's going to be back? I don't know. I'm asking you. I, I don't think he's going to be back. I mean, I, I don't think he is. But That's why just, I didn't mention him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to be back. You've got Caleb Ducking. You've got Jacoby Moore. You've got Antonio Harmon. A lot of new faces. And now you've got Makai Polk. A lot of options in there. Some of them have produced. And some of them are on the on the recruiting profile level more talented than the guys that are coming in. So it's, a, it's an interesting group all of a sudden. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean – and we've seen that Mike Leach, man, he'll just he just stockpiles guys. Apparently, at receiver, the quarterback room, man, they're gonna have to start bringing in folding chairs in that room. Uh, huh. They'll just, I mean, there's a there's a deal in baseball. You know, we're going into every season. There's a saying about you can't have enough pitching. Well, apparently, in in Mike Leach world, you can't have enough offensive uh, threats, enough offensive guys that could contribute. And Polk, you look at his resume. He seems like a guy that, that could certainly come in. You start in the Pac-12, you, you might can do some damage in the SEC. I mean, we'll see what ends up happening, but a, a receiver room that not too long ago you and I used to look at and, like, who's the playmaker there? Well, there's lots of options now. Uh, there's a lot of young options. There's a lot of mm-hmm. little bit more veteran options. Yeah. But there are options, and not too long ago there were not very a lot of few in the in – the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi State is only a few years removed from... I, I love Donald Gray, but he was your front-line number one receiver. And that was that, he just wasn't that. Uh, you know, then you, you you were going in with, you know, Stephen Gidry, who had never caught a pass, and then Osiris Mitchell. And it's, now you feel like you got options. And you that, feel like there's got to be a couple in there, a right? A couple guys. I mean, well, even <laughs> if there aren't. I mean, State had four guys you, catch 40 yeah. more or more passes this year. So can those guys... Can we add, can we add you know, 10 catches each? And complete, you know, forty more passes. Yeah, if you can do that, if one guy can become a seventy catch guy, another guy can become a fifty catch guy, another guy becomes a sixty catch guy. Yeah. You're, you're, Wally takes drives forward. Tulu takes drives yeah. forward. I mean, you I got mean, Wally Knox. caught what forty five passes this year, something like that. But he caught most of them in the last five weeks of the season. So what if he does the same production for a whole year? He's he's going to catch seventy five, eighty passes. So yeah, yeah, for Mississippi State, yeah. And then you mentioned the quarterback room. I mean, that is just. I mean, they may have to rent out like Allen Hall to have all the quarterbacks in there, especially if we got a social distancing still. I mean, they they got a lot of guys. They got what? Uh, they got Rogers, Robertson, and Greek on scholarship. Jack Abraham. Jack Abraham, Chase Lovertich, and Jack Christofek. Something like that, yeah. And then Allen Walters and Justin Stolberg mm-hmm. are still here. It's eight guys. Eight quarterbacks. Now, a lot of people are getting upset. Like, oh, my God, there's just too many. What are we? Only three of those guys are on scholarship. You know, you can have as many. Well, I get the feeling with some of these guys are just like I'm just going to go play for Leach for a year and, and see what's going on there. Yeah, and you know because it'll be good if I want to become a coach, if I want to get into coaching. I don't know. That said, I think Jack Abraham has a chance to win the job. The other guys, I don't. But we, another topic for another day. But if you had to handicap it right now, like percentage wise, mm-hmm. Rogers is like a minus two fifty favorite. He's 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 the leader in the clubhouse. I'd give Abraham something like three to one. 
and then Robertson. If Robertson were coming in the spring, it would be a lot closer. He's probably five to one not showing up to June though. Yeah. And then everybody else is just sort of you know. I mean of that next group I would probably put Lovertich. Is it Lovertich, by the way? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Well, I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, the, the next group, I, I just didn't hate on those guys. I'm just saying, like, who's, just, the, who's the top Who's the guy? best of the rest? Yeah, probably okay. him. Maybe Greek. I don't know. I want it to be Stolberg just for the Stolberg. That's, we're just never going to get that. Stolberg just for the chant. I, we got to, we got to, he, he's, he's, he doesn't need to still be wrestling. So we got to stop cheering for him to make this happen. All right, let's let the man's legacy be what it was. All right, tomorrow's show, assuming we can, you know, trudge through, you know, the, the hot system outside. I don't know when we're going to record it because I just got the <laughs> notification that my kids will not be in daycare tomorrow because the Starfield School District is not going oh, to school tomorrow. They just closed? Apparently. All right, so that, that's my kids, too. Um, I mean, it doesn't make a difference to me, but we'll figure we'll, we'll You and I will figure it out. It doesn't make out. a difference to me either. It just means we're probably not recording in the middle of the day. It means in the afternoon or in the evening, yeah. Um, but we'll talk about whatever we talk about there. And you'll listen and you'll like it. Because we are the best. Because you got no choice. <laughs> you either like you can like it or don't like it. But, but you're gonna learn to love it. Cause it is the best thing going today. Woo! There you go. For Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.